You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. This morning, we're going to talk about the fear of the Lord. Uh, it's an interesting subject. Uh, part of why I was in Morningstar, they talked a little bit about that. Um, Chris Reed wrote a book called uh, The Seven Spirits of God, which part of it talks about the fear of the Lord. It's a good book. And I'm going to read something out of it in a minute. That's the reason I brought it up. But, you know, uh, when we talk about the fear of the Lord, I think sometimes there's a misunderstanding of what the fear of the Lord is. And the fear of the Lord does not come from your intellect or your mind. The fear of the Lord comes from your spirit. It is your spirit submitted to the Holy Spirit, which enables you to have a relationship that brings in the fear, the reverence, the, reverence, the holiness, the awe of God. Because as we know him, we have that fear, that reverence, that honor. We should. Now, I'm not saying we all do, but we should. Um, really, the fear of the Lord is us being completely submitted to the Lord. Because as we're submitted, it, 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 it allows us to see God in his holy, pure way that that we can't see without that submission you know I don't know how many grew up how many grew up or even said to their children just wait till your dad gets home yeah when my mom said that to us it evoked the fear of the dad but it wasn't like it was a it was a real fear it was like man when he hits the door we better all scattered yes it was about punishment it was, it was about punishment. But the fear of the Lord is not about punishment. It's about protection. I want to read a couple of scriptures to you. We're going to start in Psalms 119. Now think about that. The fear of the Lord is not about punishment. It is about protection. It's about protection. So Psalms 119 starts in verse 7. It says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making, the, making wise the simple. Is that actually what that said? Let me read that again. Yep, that is what it said. Okay, the statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. So just think about what we just read. The law of the Lord is perfect. It restores our soul. That word converting means restores our soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. It makes the wise simple. The statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing our hearts. The commandment of the Lord is pure. It opens our eyes to see. It enlightens our eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, which also means pure, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. 
So the fear of the Lord is pure and clean. Let's go over to Exodus 20, verse 18. And Moses has just received the Ten Commandments. There it is. And in verse 18, it says, Now the people witnessed the thunderings and the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar. They said to Moses, You speak with us and we will hear you, but let not God speak to us lest we die. So the fear of the Lord there was a fear out of their flesh, not out of their spirit. They heard the Ten Commandments. They heard what the Lord, it says, and the Lord spoke all these words in verse 21. It says the Lord spoke it. So he spoke it. They heard it. With it came a lot of noise. And they pulled back. When the Lord is making noise in your life, do you press in or do you pull back? It's just a question. It's just something to think about. Because, you know, think about it. When there, you know, the Lord, when he moves in your life, sometimes it's this nice, easy river, but sometimes it's a crashing wave. The easy river is more palatable. It's easier for us to step into because it's, it's slower. It may be familiar where he's taking us, but the crashing wave makes us stand back. And if it's too different from what we're used to, we pull back. We're like, oh, that can't be the Lord. That's got to be the devil. <laughs> That's just got to be me. I need to run the other direction. Because it scared our flesh and we didn't recognize it by our spirit. We didn't recognize the Lord's move by our spirit. They were terrified. It says... We don't want God to talk to us anymore. Enough. We've heard enough. He's made enough noise. We'll do whatever you say. But as we if you read the rest of Moses' story, they did not do what Moses said. They needed the fear of the Lord because the fear is to protect them. It goes on in the scripture. It says, and Moses said to the people, do not fear. For the Lord has come to test you that his fear may go before you so that you may not sin. The fear of the Lord was going before them so they wouldn't sin. The fear of the Lord was protecting them from sinning against him. When you have that fear and reverence of the Lord, I said this a couple of weeks ago, your, your sin should startle you. It should surprise you. Because you have the fear of the Lord. You know that you love him and that you are all in. And your, your mind, your heart, your, everything about you is, is submitted under his lordship. So when you sin, it should shake you. It should rattle you. It should surprise you. Because when you live in the fear of the Lord, it protects you from the sin coming against you. From you creating sin in your life. It says, but verse 21, it says, so the people stood afar off, but Moses drew near the thick darkness where the Lord was. We got to decide whether we're going to pull back or whether we're going to press in. 
And that really is a decision we have to make. We have to decide, Lord, I may not understand what you're doing, but like Moses, I'm going to press into what I don't understand because when I press in, you'll give me clarity to what you're doing because I fear you. And in that fear comes awe, it comes reverence, it comes trust. We fear the Lord because we know him. And when we know the Lord, it makes, us, makes it easier for us to submit to what he's calling us to do as opposed to pulling back and debating with him who's right. Lord, are you right? He's like, yes, every time. I just need for you to hear. But really, the fear of the Lord is surrender. It, it's surrendering it all to him. And, you know, I know we talk about we surrender all, but surrender comes in a day-to-day -day journey. It starts when we get saved. And from the moment we say yes to the Lord, there is a surrender journey that occurs that takes us every step of the way that increases the fear of the Lord within us because we know him on this journey. It's hard to be afraid of someone in awe and reverence and who they are if we don't know who they are. It's easy to be afraid of someone who... Uh, uh, carries a, uh, an atmosphere of threat and punishment. But it, it's hard because we don't know them. We don't know what they're capable of. We don't know what they're going to do. But it, it's hard to, no, let me rephrase that. It's when we know the Lord, the fear of the Lord comes with the knowing of the Lord. And it increases because there is a righteousness that comes with the knowing of the Lord that brings the fear of the Lord, that brings the fear of sin, not because we're afraid of what he's going to do to us, because we love him so much and there's such an awe and reverence to him. There's such an honor to him that I don't want to do anything that will blemish him. I don't want to do anything that will cause hurt to his heart because I know better. I don't want to sin because the sin is not against you. It's actually, you're just a vessel that I am sinning against the Lord and causing damage to him. And I've chosen you to do it with. Amen. The fear of the Lord keeps our heart in check. It keeps our words under control. It keeps our mind from running races. The fear of the Lord is a submission to the Lord. It really is. I'm going to read just a couple of scriptures out of Psalms and Proverbs that talks about what the fear of the Lord gives us, what it does for us, okay? And when I read it, I want you to say, I want that, I want that, I want that, because all of this is the promises that come with fearing the Lord. Because fearing the Lord comes with a package of promises that when we fear the Lord, this is what we get. Okay, so first is Psalms 110, and Noah will pop those up there. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I want that. I want that for sure. The, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Yeah. 
The fear of the Lord prolongs life. Come on. But the years of the wicked will be shortened. I don't want that. Nope. Nope. Yeah. The fear of the Lord leads to life. And he who abides in it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited by evil. Think about that. Just that one scripture alone is like the covering of the blood of Jesus over us. Because the fear of the Lord leads us to life. We know that we have life by the blood of Jesus, right? Not only does that, but we who have it are satisfied. We're not unsatisfied. We're not uncontent. We are satisfied because we have life in the fear of the Lord. And not only that, we will not be visited by evil. So the fear of the Lord is like a bubble that he puts around us to protect us. Yeah, that's good. So the fear of the Lord is the fountain of life to turn away from the snares of death. The fear of the Lord is the fountain of life. Who wants the fountain of life? I want the fountain of life. And it turns us away from the snares of death. Whew. And you know, just think about that. That is six, ten. That is 13 scriptures out of the word of God. Those 13 scriptures alone, and there are many, many more because I did a Exhaustive search on the fear of the Lord. But just think about it. In 13 scriptures alone, we are protected. We are given prolonged life. We are uh, kept from evil. We are protected from sinning because the fear of the Lord goes before us and keeps us from sinning. I mean, think about it. In 13 short verses, we are completely covered in the Lord. Just imagine going through all of scripture and looking for the other ways that the fear of the Lord works in our life. It's a lot. It is a whole lot. So we're going to go to Acts 5, 11 through 15. This is a good word. I love God's word. It it makes it uh, easy to live by. Okay, so we're setting this up. Acts 5 is about the lying to the Holy Spirit, Ananias and Sapphira, uh, where they come in, they lie to the Holy Spirit. And, and that's what I meant by before. They, weren't, they were lying to Peter, but not technically to Peter. They chose to lie to God about what they had done. Because we think that it's, it's just an interpersonal issue. No, every time we sin, It is a direct slap against God every time. And it may affect other people, but it it is a direct hit to God. And we, a lot of times, we don't think about sin that way. We're just like, oh, well, you know, it'll be okay. No, God, I am falling on my face because it's not okay. Because you might not be standing in front of me while I lie to my brother Gene, but you were standing between us in a transparent way. So I lied to you first. It just happened to hit Gene, right? So we have to understand this is not a, a surface worldly thing. 
No, this is a heavenly thing that is occurring as we move in a, we live in a spiritual dimension. And when we lie and when we cheat and when we do things that we know are against the word of God, we are actually doing it unto God. And it's whoever else gets in the way gets piece of it too. But God, it's like God's in front of us and we're like, we're doing it to you first, God, and we're going to get it on them. So we have to remember this. So Ananias and Sapphira, they were looking at Peter and separately lying to his face. And Peter didn't say, I'm so hurt you lied to me. He said, no, why did you lie to the Holy Spirit? Bam, one died. Bam, the next one died. New Testament. Now, I will say that since you said that. Now, I'm going to say this. We understand that there are things, and I've talked on this, I've preached on this. There are things that stop at the cross. There are things that go through the cross. Ananias and Sapphira was a, um, um, I've lost my word. Uh, uh, They were an exception, not a norm, or we would all be dead. Right? Right? So for whatever reason, God used them to set a barometer but it was not part of how he operated on a day-to-day basis. we need to understand the difference between an anomaly and a norm and ananias and sapphira dying was an anomaly or like i said we would all be dead but nobody nobody on the earth would be here no one no one no one so um yeah so we just need to understand that but uh Peter was a human recipient to the attack on God. And, and of course, Ananias and Sapphira died. But this is the scripture I wanted to read. It starts in verse 11. So the, everybody knew what happened. Everybody knew what happened. And it says, So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. Great fear came upon all the church. And there's a, uh, a little quote out of this Chris Reed book. It says, when the church returns to the fear of the Lord, the world will return to fearing the church. Amen. And I'm going to read it again. When the church returns to the fear of the Lord, the world will return to fearing the church. That's good. That's good. That's, that's a word, isn't it? Well, and even as I, I read it a few, I don't know, a week or so ago, but as I was kind of thinking through it, uh, the church has become afraid of the world. Yeah, right. Yeah. For the most part, the church yeah. is afraid of the world. We're afraid of what the government's going to do. We're afraid they're going to take our 501c3. We're afraid, and I, here we're not that afraid, but in China, you know, they're afraid they're going to be locked in prison. I mean, there's, there's different uh, pressures, but... What we aren't afraid of, we don't fear God more than we fear the government. And that's a generalization. You can all say, that ain't me. Come on, let me hear somebody say, that ain't me. Well, think about it. We, we've all got we to know where to stand. But really, it's a generalization that the whole church is afraid of the world. But we really have cowered to 
the pressures of the world and the culture instead of standing up under what the Word of God actually says. And um, it's interesting because, uh, shall I go here? There was some government things that were happening, and they held a meeting of all, uh, quite a bit of evangelical pastors. And uh, one of the government leaders, I'm trying to remember whether it was Lance Wall now or some, it was either him or Trump or somebody like that, said, the government is taking away your religious liberties that are given to you by the Constitution, and you're just letting them. You're just letting them. You think it was Trump that said that? Uh, I knew it was one of them. And uh, we can't just let them. We can't let anyone take away what Christ has given us. The fear of the Lord has to be so, so a part of us. You know, in John 17, it says, Jesus says that I'm praying for those who will believe that they will be in me as I am in you, as we are in them. So when, when we become believers, we become one in the Godhead. The spirit of the living God comes, lives in us. We all know that. And what, what we're doing in this fear of the Lord is God is saying, I want you to be more aligned with me in you and the awe and the wonder of what that is and the fear of the Lord that will make you stand up against anything that sets itself up against me. Because if it's setting your, itself up against you, if, if someone's coming against me or Gene or Matt or Larry, that means that they are coming up against the Lord himself. Amen. It's not just a human thing. We don't fight against flesh. We fight against the spiritual entities and principalities that are ruling this world. So understand when anyone comes against you, that means that they are coming against the Lord himself because you are a carrier of the presence of the Lord and you've been equipped to have the victory over them. And what that victory looks like, we don't know until we step into whatever the fight is. The victory may be brushing our hands and walking away. You know, Jesus told the disciples, when you go into a town, if they don't receive you, shake the dust off your feet and go away. So sometimes our fight is to walk away. Sometimes our fight is to call down every darkness that abides in them and set them free in a time of deliverance and healing. I don't know. We don't know until that occurs what God in us wants us to do about it. He will tell us that is his job. Right? Okay, let's finish reading the scripture. Verse 12, and through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared to join them, but the people esteemed them highly. They esteemed them highly because they carried the presence of the Lord. And it goes on to say, and the believers were increasingly added to the Lord. They were added to the Lord, which the byproduct was the body of Christ. But, you know, we get so caught up in being added to the church but I want someone added to the Lord. 
I want someone when they're born again, I want them to have a born again, fall in love, completely surrendered. I want my life. I don't want them to say, repeat after me. There's the prayer. Good. Now I can go do what I need to do. I, I want a, a transformational experience. When they, were, when they encountered the Lord here, they were added to the Lord. And it was the ecclesia that just took care of them and became the body of Christ. So we want that transformational work within when people are added to the Lord. Yes, say yes. So they brought up the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches. And at the at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Also, a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities of Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits and all of whoops, and they were all healed. That's what I want. I am asking the Lord. I said, Lord, I don't know. And we've all been asking for more. But Lord, I want the shadow gift. I want people to come lay people out in the parking lot out here. So that when we walk out there, they are healed, saved, delivered. The tormenting spirits have to flee. Because the presence of the Lord is so, uh, uh, whatever, coming out of us. Doing something. Because the fear of the Lord is so in us that as we walk out, there is an awe and trembling. And as Pastor Gene said this morning, for some, they're going to like it. For some, they're going to reject it. But we're not in charge of that. We're just in charge of aligning ourselves in such a depth and wonder of Lord that people cannot contain themselves in being around us. And we can't help but leak the healing, deliverance touch of God. Yeah, I want to hear something funny. I went in to pick up a cup of coffee and there was a lady in there that was uh, obviously intoxicated and she was screaming about uh, rich people. And uh, I went in, I'm like, yeah, it's 6.30 in the morning. I'm like, okay, Lord. And this other lady's tending to her and all that. And uh yeah, I'm just like thinking in my mind, God, she just needs some binding up. And before anybody could do anything, that the manager of the store made her leave because she was intoxicated. And I was telling the Lord, I said, Lord, you know, there's that, that stranglehold on her. But she got, she got out, you know, because they, they made her leave uh, without deliverance. And, and just thinking about, Lord... How do you move quick enough or think quick enough to get between her and and whatever demonic stronghold there is in order to get her set free, you know, in that moment and trying to uh, really seek after God to get a quicker sensitivity, you know, whether he wanted me to do something or not. It was an afterthought, you know, afterthought. But I was just thinking about, Lord, in thinking about this fear of the Lord, which is a protection for us, but it also is, an, is, a, is a calling within us to live out of that fear of the Lord, which brings a, a sound from us that reverberates to others around us. And how do we become so spiritually aware that it is second nature? 
And I'm sure there's a lot of people that are, but I, I am definitely still working on that. I want to become so spiritually aware, so one in the spirit that the response is second nature. Not sitting in my car later, drinking my coffee going, oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. What about that? You know, you think of things afterwards. It's a second thought. But anyhow, that's just that's just a little uh, mind bending that I've been going on because I know that my mind usually kicks in first. And I'm really trying to learn how, how to follow my spirit first. Because we can always think of an answer. Uh, when I was teaching my class, uh, one of my, my students was like, well, I have like 20 things I can preach on. And their assignment was to, you know, just pray in the spirit and see what the Lord has for them. And I said, well, I said, uh, what's the Lord saying? This is why I have all this stuff on my wall. And, and I said, but what did the Lord say? And she said, well, the Lord said, and she read the scripture to me. And I said, do you think maybe that's what he wants you to preach on? Because that's what you're asking about, right? And she said, yeah. She goes, yeah, but it seems so simple. And, and you know, we all think that. This is, this is too simple of a message. But, you know, when God is breathing on something that he is raising up, it means that the hearts of people who hear have been pondering the same thing. And so when we, when we listen for that soft voice of the Lord, instead of wanting it to be um, something flashy and something, you know, maybe I need a few smoke machines up here, maybe some lightning that'll come out of the sky to demonstrate Exodus 20, I don't know. But, you know... We're taught to look for flash and look for quick and look for something that will uh, capture our eyes or, 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 or tease our imagination. We're caught, we're, we've been trained to look for something slick and quick and uh, a one-dose message. But God is teaching us to listen for the fear of the Lord within us, to grow in the fear of the Lord and move in the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit because the fear of the Lord not only protects us, but it directs us. Because we're, when we're in such awe and wonder of God, we can't look anywhere else. We can't look anywhere else. We can't use his name in vain. We can't be flippant. When it comes to him, we can't doubt the word and discount his authenticity. Because when we move in the fear of the Lord, there's a realness. Because we're captured by the creator, God, who saved us from our sin, set us in a heavenly realm to manage the kingdom on earth until we are an eternal being with him. I mean, what else? What else could we want? Yeah. Amen. Okay. Shoo. Now I'm going to end this. I know I end this with all the spirit of the Lord, but I'm going to end this because I feel like there's something we need to do. And um, I had a dream the other night. Um, and it was a dream I was walking and I had on a necklace and someone added a charm to my necklace. 
And I didn't think too much about, about it, but I, I went, now the, just stay with me for a minute. I went to the fire department because uh, I was getting some stuff for the church. I had a battery I had to ex exchange and they do packets for us. They don't, but this was in my dream. They do rescue packets for us was in my dream. And when I got there, there were two men and a, whim, a woman at the fire department. They were in their fire uniform. And at some point they started talking about my necklace. So I took it off and I was showing it to them. And I said, you know, I told them someone added something to it. And they, they said, you know, the ad was a demonic charm that they put on your necklace. And I was like, okay. So they took a hammer and started, they, they took pliers and pulled it apart. And then they started crushing it. And, um, and I woke up and I, the Lord said to me that, um, um, where is it? Oh, yeah, the Lord said to me that someone had put a curse on me. And I'm saying this because I, I felt like it wasn't just for me. I felt like this was a body word. And I was talking to Pastor Jean Karen about it because over a period of time, the last month or so, uh, six weeks or so, there's been a lot of heavy demonic warfare. And I don't know if any of you have experienced that. I know some of you have. Um, but I feel like there's been a lot of heavy demonic warfare. And I felt like this morning we were to break the curse of the enemy that's been set against us. And whether it came through words of a, a human person that the enemy was using or whether it was a curse against us generation, generationally that was manifesting, I don't have the exactness of it. But I feel like uh, as a body, we need to break the curse against us. And when I did that, that night when I woke up, the things that had been harassing me and bothering me and just really a little bit of tormenting me were gone. I mean, it was that powerful. I didn't do anything crazy. I just broke the curse. I poured the blood of Jesus over me and my family and all of our surroundings. And I woke up the next morning. It was all gone all the stuff that had been going on. So I think it's that simple for right now. So I want us to do that if you guys want to. Um, I just felt like it was power in numbers and that it was for all of us. Yeah, I, I'd ask you guys to stand. If The ones who feel like that's for them, I'm going to ask you to stand and uh, curse against our finances, our health. I've seen a lot of real just weird health things going on. And you're like, what the heck is this? And uh, even your foot and, you know, Karen's extra beat over there and, you know, some other things going on. So I just want to pray against this. We're going to break it. We're not going to pray against it. We're just going to break it. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for revelation, because when there's revelation, there comes authority and power to activate the revelation that's been given. So, Lord, we break all curses right now in the name of Jesus. We break any word curses. We break any family curses. We break any curses against our finances. We break any generational curse that has been activated in this season. We break it now in the name of Jesus. We sever all connection to it. And we uh, break that sever and seal it with the blood of Jesus on both ends so it cannot reconnect. And Lord, we're just uh, declaring over us, over us, over our bodies, our physical bodies, just the blood of Jesus over us by your stripes, we're healed over our finances, Lord, that whatever has been lost will, as David said in 1 Samuel 30, that David recovered all. And so, Lord, he recovered his family. He recovered his finances. 
and he got a bonus with it. So, Lord, we're, we're declaring a recovery of our family, our finances, and uh, a bonus to go with it. What the enemy has stolen, we take his booty to. And, and Lord, we also declare uh, not only a restoration of our bodies, our mind, our health, our emotions, but also, Lord, we, we are declaring that we are fully aligned and equipped with the way you've designed us. And whatever effects, whether it's food, whether it's environment, whether it's genetics, whatever effects that are affecting us physically, we just release healing over them now. We reverse the effects and call our DNA aligned with the Most High God, Lord. So God, we just thank you. We are covered in the blood. We are restored and aligned. The fear of the Lord is within us and will continue to grow. And with that comes protection, it comes long life, and it comes health in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.